All right. Welcome to another episode of Backcourt Banter with Kiara Weeks is in the building. Um, AKA, do you still go by Wheezy? Or is that just oh, I still got the ring, right? Okay, okay. There we go. There we go. Um, so backcourt banter with Becky Peters and Abigail Kelty Corning. There we go. There we go. Um, welcome, Kiara. Thank you for coming. Thank you for spending some time with us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, so before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the the conversation, just a quick like demographics is probably not the right word, but um, just some things about you as a college player. So where you played college, Fordham. I can answer that okay. for you. Four years okay. at Fordham. I think it's a kind of Fordham party. <laughs> this is a Fordham party. Um, and you graduated 2011. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're on full scholarship. This is true. Wouldn't have been able true. to be there if I wasn't. There you go. And then you got your bachelor's in what? I got my bachelor's in economics and I had a double minor in business administration and sociology. Wow, you remember all that? Yeah, of course. I gotta get my credentials. (laughs) I gotta get my credentials. That's how you get paid. Uh, That's how you get paid. Well, actually, I was gonna ask, have did you go to did you go to graduate school? Because I know you you've been moving up. Yeah. Okay. So where did where did you go to graduate school? BU. So I got my master's in project management from BU. Did you play ball there? No. I, I, I exhausted my eligibility. Would you have played ball if you could have? And graduate? Yeah, of course. If they go pay for it. <laughs> I got Big. a good deal because my job, but if they okay. were going to pull the, the rest of the tab that was on there, I'd shoot a, I'd shoot a couple of shots and take a couple <laughs> of layups, be team manager, video <laughs> videographer whatever it's a whatever it's a for no debt yeah BU was actually they were probably a top three school for me when mm-hmm. they offered me a scholarship but you know what's funny when we went to visit um my dad asked one of like the student workers working the athletic center he says oh do you go to the business school he she was like yeah he said is it hard she was like oh my god it was so hard my dad basically said you ain't gonna make it (laughs) based upon that student's reaction like no no too much too much yeah or he was just trying to get the puzzle there but i wasn't staying local okay yeah so demographic i'm originally from cambridge mass which is about two minute five minute drive from boston Mm -hmm. um i was recruited by bu but in umass amherst Mm -hmm. and bc for a time but my, my determination was to not go to school in Massachusetts. <laughs> Why? Too close. Who wants to stay at home, right? Like, I think I home. wanted, I, I think for me, it was mainly going away and having the ability to come back. You can always, you know, come back home, which after a few years, I eventually ended up doing. Was New York City an attraction or New York City was just many of the other places that was outside of Massachusetts? Um, it was one of many places. Um, I had offers from other places, but I think for me, what kind of drew me to um, Fordham was one, I wanted to go to a city school. I'm definitely a city, urban city girl, um, mm-hmm. not just a city girl, but an urban city girl. I need to 
um, be around culture. I need to be around diversity. I need to be around, um, you know, ethnicity, different ethnicities. Um, mm-hmm. My family is West Indian, so I needed, you know, that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Along with being, you know, African American, Black, um, but also being, you know, Afro Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. So being able to go to different places and getting the authentic foods um, that definitely attracted me to it. And then also uh, the weight of the degree. I can't tell you how many opportunities that um, just someone seeing my resume and they're like, oh, Fordham. I think even my first job out of Fordham, um, I, was, I actually had an internship. I was, I was, I had an internship my senior year and mm-hmm. I remember um, having our summer workouts and then having to take the van into the city. And like, literally that's how I learned how to shower in like seven minutes, because that's like, I had 10 <laughs> minutes. I had 10 minutes to get on the van to get there. Um, but I did it. Um, and so it was, it was, that, that was it. And the um, person that I worked for, uh, he was a Fordham alum as well. Um, so it was just, it was just connection after connection. I did two internships, one internship, my junior year led me to my internship like going into my senior year um they were friends and they were cool and they kind of put me in that opportunity and then I was able to actually work um and find a job through that so connection and networking is definitely something that's very important um my current job now I work for the state of Massachusetts and I remember like my first week I think the director of communications um I was just like meeting meeting and greeting and she's like my son went to Florida and that kind of, you know, connected us and, you know, we're still cool even now. So um, it's, it's really good. I think her son that went to Fordham just got married. Like that's awesome. Ago, so. Wow. That's, that's great. That Fordham brand doing something. That's awesome. Um, okay. And I guess the last demographic question, and then I'll turn it over to Abigail is, uh, did you ever consider playing overseas? You froze. Oh, yeah. Uh, Did you ever consider playing overseas? Yes, I actually, it's funny, I actually had an opportunity to, so we graduated, I think I probably have like one of the most unique stories. Okay. Uh, We graduated, I want to say the Saturday before Memorial Day, and I started work Tuesday. Cause I didn't have it Monday. So like some of my family were moving during the beginning ceremonies of graduation into my apartment. Cause you know, we had to vacate Walsh hall. Um, mm-hmm. And so some of them were moving while I was like, you know, walking in and the ceremony was going on and. Abigail, you still there? All right. Weezy froze, but she's going to come back. I know she's going to come back. I'm sure. excited to hear the story. Oh, there you go. You back? Yeah, I'm back. I want to make sure um, you get to hear it. Let me, yeah. if it does it again, I will dial in uh, via voice and then just okay. use video for this. Um, okay. But yeah, one of the former basketball players at Fordham, he was playing overseas and I guess was in contact with a, a woman's team out there and they were looking for a point guard. And so it just so happened that I'm like, I just took this job. I, I've never been a one to kind of give my word to something and then back out. I don't, that's not me. That's not my character. So I was like, you know, if, if I work here for a year, six months and I don't like it, then 
I can, you know, visit that. But I'm happy with the decision I made. Um, I think playing overseas is definitely very hard. Uh, just in terms of what you're looking for, I always, you know, wanted a relationship, wanted to get married, wanted a family. So that was kind of the tug and pull of that situation. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's cool though. Um, I mean, it's cool to it's cool to like consider it. You know, mm-hmm. like I went to I went to a showcase in Germany. Like I didn't really think I was going to go through with it, but it's nice to say I tried. You know, thought about it at least, um, and then you move on. You know, yeah. you move on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Okay. So while we're while we're still talking, uh, like current college, can you give us your your top college memory? Um, hopefully relating to basketball, but it could just be in general. And then also, I mean, if you could go back and do it again, outside of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> uh, if you can go back and do it again, what what would you want changed? Okay. Or what would you look for in, in that opportunity if you were going to repeat it? Okay. Um, I would say that my best memory, hmm, top memory. There are some good ones. There's definitely some good ones. Um, hmm. Feel free to share the one where I'm involved. That's perfectly fine. Where you passed to Becky and she hit a three for a game winner. Oh God! <laughs> to inflate Becky's head anymore? Goodness gracious! Right. Um. Hmm. That is a good one. I would. I would probably. I would probably. Probably. Probably say. And it may sound cliche, but I would probably say my greatest college memory would be um, when I actually graduated. Um, it wasn't just for me. It was exciting for my family to be there. No one, you know, in my close relation family had done it before. Um, and then especially doing it as a student athlete. I've had, you know, cousins that have started it, but, you know, just it didn't work out. Things didn't, you know, measure. But, you know, for my mom, um, you know, being a single parent mother um, and her getting to see that, you know, she had no debt, her, her daughter that she raised, um, you know, as a young, successful Black woman with a degree now, that's definitely something, especially uh, she, my mother got her associate's degree, and then my grandmother, um, her mother, she had to um, drop out because her her mother had passed away, so she was taking care of her brother, so it was oh, kind wow. of like a legacy thing where it's kind of like, you know, they always tell you that your, you know, your ancestors, your lineage, they always give you um, the next step up. But I think that was definitely a um, proud moment. My grandmother at the time, she had already passed, so she didn't get to see it. But also, yeah. you know, my maternal grandmother, uh, I mean, my paternal grandmother, um, she came over from Barbados, brought my dad and all my siblings, different things along those oh, lines. Wow. So, so getting able to see that now, she's she's still alive to this day. So she, you know, she was able wow. to, you know, she's uh, 102 this year. She turned 102 Amazing. in August. Yeah. So yeah, so it's definitely, definitely a, a pride thing. I would definitely say, like, that's probably the proudest moment because it was it was kind of the, like, a, it was, like, for everybody. Yeah. I would say, wow. I would say basketball-wise, I would probably say senior year. Um, it's probably to, probably senior year when we played at Rhode Island. Um, I had a really good game. I, I don't know if you remember that. 
uh, Becky, but there was like one, like, it was like, I couldn't miss. And there was like one at the buzzer beater three. It was like almost near a half court Steph Curry range at the <laughs> half or something like that. And it went in, but I just think that your senior year, the game slows down, right. It becomes mm. a lot easier. And so that game, it was just kind of like, okay, I think senior year was also special. Um, you know, my, my beginning of Fordham in college basketball wasn't easy. Um, and so kind of, you know, maturing to that point, getting to that. Um, I didn't get to start the season because I had torn my meniscus and had surgery. Mm. So I was out the first few games of my senior Dang. year. So it was tough. It, it kind of it started, my senior year started how my freshman year started. I missed the first few games because um, I wasn't doing what yeah. I was supposed to be doing in the classroom. And, you know, getting right. the first time I played in college, it was, it was good too. That was good as well. Mm-hmm. Those mm-hmm. be my memories. But I think... Um, just my class, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the weight rooms. I enjoyed, you know, just staying up in Walsh, uh, Kay Bell and I always had the room that everybody was hanging out in. So, mm-hmm. it, and it didn't have no purpose. It was just, you know, being in there, but enjoying the times. And I remember, yeah. I think there was one time, one summer, I forget where we were at. I forget the name of that hall, but it was like back towards, um, the back of campus and I think it was like martyrs maybe martyrs yeah it's that back one because we weren't in um south we usually were in south but it was like the one year that we were in the one that's near the like the parking garage like when you're first oh out. yeah tyranny no it's, it tyranny. Tyranny. it's like the back yeah, of the one by fmh one. yes like yeah yeah i know behind you Yep, mm-hmm. that one. And it was like a mm-hmm. summer. We were doing something stupid. I think I have the picture still on Facebook, but it was like me, Ted Randall, KB, just being bored, college students. So we were like doing, trying to do handstands on the wall and who could stand there the longest. And, you know, just innocent fun. Innocent fun. <laughs> yeah. That was the summer of Drake. I remember that summer because that's when yeah. Drake was like, yeah, like, that was the summer. That was the up. summer LeBron went to South Beach. I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's I always love when Weezy was in charge of the the weightlifting uh, playlist. She come in, she goes, <laughs> yeah. "Ted, don't worry, I got this today." And you'd be like, "All right, we were gonna get, your we stuff gonna get done. hype, you know? We were gonna dance, dance the weight rack, <laughs> bust out your squats, do yep. a little more dancing, yeah, yep. yeah, lined it up, got the job done. I love yeah. the weight room. The weight room was fun. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. you were the ultimate weight room hypester. Um, <laughs> I know. Now they're holding yeah. records. I'm like, really, really. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead. Get back in there as an alum. Show them up, right? Uh, Excuse me. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks it. for sharing those. Um, yeah. Post college, what's your what's your relationship with basketball like now? It's you still playing? You coaching at all? You it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed at all. I um still play pick. Still play pickup. I think was what she was saying. We're frozen for a second. Oh, there you go. Still play pickup. Yep, I still yeah, I still play pickup. There's these social uh sports club leagues that I play in. Um there was this pre-COVID, there was this women's league um that I did as well. That was fun. Um I actually played when I was pregnant. Um how so, yeah. how long can you do that for? Like how many weeks in? As many I as played, So I'll tell you this. So me playing You had a belly playing basketball at pickup? Oh, a little frozen, but she's going to come back. And I'm going to, I'm imagining and I'm Weezy not surprised running around the this. court. 
with a belly. Hold on. She, I bet you she would. She'd be having her arm bar up, mass strong. Like, nope, you ain't gonna touch Hello? the ball or my belly. You there, Rizzi? Sometimes it's a video. I don't know what it is. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. know what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I was playing. That was so, I had my daughter in March of 20. So I think we won the championship of like maybe like August of 19. So I was like a, I was like a couple, more than a couple of weeks, a month of some change. And then I was playing in the social sports leagues and, um, and the biggest thing I played flag football the whole season. Oh, so yeah. I played all the way till October. Pregnant. That's awesome. Goals right there. Yeah. I mean, I took it as for the this. listeners, I just got speechless. So that's what yeah. you heard. I, I I took it as this, right? I was already doing it before I was pregnant. So they tell you you can keep doing it as long as you are already doing it. So I just continued. I took precaution as as my daughter. Is that the one that was playing flag football with you? <laughs> yes, this this is this is the one. And you know, the, we we laugh about why she's so like hype and rough and doing this and doing that. And it's yes, Kennedy. Okay, can you wait? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that's so cute. Um. Um. Wow. Okay. Well. So, but yeah, in terms of basketball, I coach. I coach at a prep school here in Boston. I'm the head varsity coach. I this would be high my girls. David. High school, yep. High school girls. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, they're so lucky. Yeah, they must love so you. It's it's actually it's actually funny. My um my my assistant coach is my high school teammate. So oh my gosh. She was the she was the uh, she was the point guard in high school. And I was like the one-two combo guard, and so yeah. now we we coach as such. So it's did it's, they it's, recruit it's, you, or did you just no, roll up? So it's it's funny. I was I was always doing. So college is great, right? But divi- being a Division One athlete in in the in the terms that we were, it's a lot of commitment, right? Like you miss out on a lot of things. It's a lot of time. We were waking up and. And we were having practice from, what was it, 12 to 3 every day? I three think hour that was, practices. Yeah, plus we had the three hour room. practices every day, plus strength and conditioning for like an hour and a half, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then living out of suitcase, right? And so for me, it was, I can't do that. I, I can't. I can't be on, like, even I've had opportunities to coach AU, and I honestly said, I can't do it. It's, it's just way too much. I, I don't know if I have PTSD, but that whole living out of a suitcase, hotel to hotel, charter buses, I can't do it. So mm-hmm. I was like, mm, how can I um, still do what I love without the PTSD part, right? And my, my mom, she um, actually passed in 2019, but in 2018, she was just like, you just need a coach. I was always doing like player development, training, you know, kids doing workouts. That's the good part, right? I don't think enough players nowadays develop that. They just kind of want to throw the ball out there. And, play 100%. Game. and for me, I'm like, you're going to be a notch above the rest if you actually, you know, train, right? So my mom's like, you know, you 
you need to do that. My fiance, he's like, you know, you're doing this, but, um, you know, you could definitely, you know, you should be doing this full time. I mean, I like it as a hobby. I wouldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it full time. Um, recruiting on the road and doing all that. No, I couldn't. But um, she was just like, just look. And so I happened to be looking one day and they had a, a assistant varsity coach um, at the time. And so my first year, I was assistant varsity coach, you know, developed a lot of drills, plays, different things along those lines. And it was good for the program. Uh, the following year, the head coach, she's actually a lawyer by practice. So she kind of um, had to focus on, you know, doing legislative law and different things along those lines. And so they promoted me to head coach and then I brought in my former teammate as an assistant coach. And so while I was telling you, I um, played basketball pregnant I coach pregnant um and I'm talking about overtime games the parents were like sit down I'm like get back <laughs> not an overtime it was nope. it was a fun it was a fun experience there was no drop-off so I I coached pregnant and then my um assistant coach she pro she coached pregnant as well it was like wow she had her daughter already her daughter's probably like a toddler and then I got pregnant and then I coached and then it was the COVID year and then she was pregnant. And so we wow. were able to kind of, you know, show them that, you know, women in sports is a thing. We're going to be strong. We're resilient. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're committed. We're juggling, you know, being fiancés, wives, mm -hmm. uh, mothers, partners, coach, partners, yeah all of that type of stuff. So you're, you're juggling mm -hmm. all that stuff. And I think that is a testament. She also played college and basketball, uh, college basketball. She played at Manhattanville up the street. From us. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, we must've ran into her that one time we went up there. Yeah, you, you probably did. So it's Simona, yeah, 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 my yeah. teammate Simona. Um, they yeah. came to campus a couple of times. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but you know, college basketball, you know, they prepare motherhood interruptions, focus, getting back yep, to yep, it. Yep. Um, but just juggling different things, you know, being a student athlete, um, you know, being an athlete, uh, and just going through things that you go through on a college team. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. And I think, you know, I think you're totally right in terms of like develop the development of players, like, yeah, okay, you gotta, you know, shooting threes is a part of the game, but you know. Gotta take them at repetitions. You, you don't just shoot threes, right? There's all, so many other things that need to be done before, you know, and once you do all those things, shooting threes are easy. So right. like real player development and um, yeah, that's a lost art. In fact, one of, there's a program out in New York that it's called Mo Motion. I've coached with them and they really focus on the development of the player, not just like going to exposure tournaments and making sure yep. their yep. players are scoring the points and yep. all that yep. stuff. So Wow, what a what a what a blessing that that program has to have you. What's it called? Now I gotta watch it. Windsor. I gotta keep an eye. Windsor. Yeah. Windsor so Park. my my first two years, we had a college player, Michaela Stanfield. She's actually at Penn. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so we'll wrap up with this final question. Kind of ties into what you're saying. You know, you were college athlete. You're coaching high school, so you've had both sides of you know, the basketball arena. Um, and you have kids, you're a mommy, you know? So let's fast Two forward. Girls too. Right. Let's fast. Kennedy's the oldest. Kennedy's the youngest. I have a bonus daughter, Kiana. She's 15. 
Um, She's a sophomore. And then okay. I have a two and a half year old. Wow, you busy. All right. Well, let's stick with Kennedy since she's the one that was playing football with you. I feel like we got some, yeah. I feel like there's an athlete in there, mm -hmm. um, whether she likes it or not. So let's fast forward 15, 14 years and Kennedy's, you know, she wants to play college basketball mm -hmm. and you're starting to go on those, you know, visits with her to different universities that have, have shown an interest. What do you, with all your experience, what are you looking for? What questions are you asking? Um, what are you doing when you're on campus and communicating with, the, the coaching staff there? I mean, I think everybody can say like, I would ask this, I would ask that, right? Um, I think for me, the biggest thing of Kennedy's recruitment is going to be her mental preparedness, right? So we can ask the coaches all we want, right? Your, your coach can, your, your, your coach can, um, do or not do all they want but right at, at, at the d1 level there is still some onus that belongs to you right so if you're not getting the playing time your 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 coaches you're not going to your coaches saying like what can i do they kind of expect for you to kind of figure that out right right they'll guide you a little bit but it's not going to be blatantly obvious like oh we need you to box out more right um, sometimes it's just, it's just not your time. It's just not, mm -hmm. it's nothing you're doing. It's just timing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I'm on those recruiting trips with Kennedy, I'm definitely asking the coaches. I think there's certain things that, um, certain things that, you know, I'm privy to, I guess, from being, um, in a mm -hmm. situation in terms of depends on what she wants to study. Um, yeah. does your practice allow for her to take the courses that, mm -hmm allow her to get the degree she wants when i was coming into fordham i wanted to do pre-law that mm. was an option because those classes occurred during practice time mm -hmm. and i pivoted mm -hmm. i moved it. It, it it doesn't make or break me i don't what if i don't what if if you want yeah. to go back and get a law degree you can um right. so that's not a big thing but just you know asking you know how do you know how how does her major or her potential major um affect you know practice time do you kind of go in the middle what mm -hmm. does that look like um i'd also i'd also ask you know how do you as coaches handle players that are um what's the word that are not that are not like the cookie cutter player that you know you expect right so mm -hmm. coaches know you up until a certain point you're talking to them on the phone they kind of yeah. know who you are but they don't know you as a person they don't know what mm -hmm. makes you tick um mm -hmm. if a, if a certain player is in this type of situation or they a player could be dealing with something back at home do you guys have mm -hmm. checking points do you have someone to relate mm -hmm. to my child what options and availabilities are there now i think it's completely different now um, yeah. than it was when we were in school. I think there's more opportunities for like checking in with mental health, um, you know, for your players, but that, that wasn't necessarily always a thing. You kind of just had to, you know, right. leave yeah. it outside the lines, right? And I tell right. my players, I tell my players now that, you know, it's okay to hit the pause button. I per se am not good at that. I kind of just keep going through, but that's just something that I've been molded into right but yeah. that's not something i want for my daughter that's not something mm -hmm. i want for other people's children um, yeah. so being able to hit that pause button kind of checking in 
am I okay? Am I all right with this? Do I need to take a step back? Do I need to evaluate? Um, you know, like what's going on? Kids are vulnerable. You're dealing with, I was on campus at 17. Some people are 18, some people are 19. I was the youngest one there. So some people are there from 17 to what, 23 year olds. So where you are at 17 is completely different where you're at at 23, 21. Who I was as a freshman is completely different than who I was as a senior. So yes. how are they handling that? What are mm-hmm. what are things? Um, you know, how are you preparing them for for after school? Right. Mm -hmm. Because it's after school, whether they play in college, whether they play, um, you know, whether they go take a job, it just depends on that. So I would ask them those questions. I don't I don't think that college coaches intend to be liars or deceive. Things just happen. It's a a business. Certain things are clicking. Right. They also need to keep a job. They also need to, you know, do what's winning. Um, They're also not necessarily trained in mood swings and behaviors Mm -hmm. and adolescents. Right. So that's hard. But I think for me, my biggest job is to kind of prepare Kennedy for what can be in front of her Um, Mm. because I wasn't able to get that. No one could no one could tell me, hey, this is what's going to happen. I I now have been able to tell former athletes like, hey, it's going to work like this. It's going to work like that. This may Mm -hmm. happen or this may not happen. Hold on one second. Mm hmm. I like that. Like preparing for what's to come and she's it's almost talking, like don't yeah she's huh? talking nothing about not a lot about hoops it's not like what's your coaching style what's your playing style you're gonna play four out one in you like to play up tempo do you press like yeah. none of that it's all about you're gonna take care of my daughter yeah but also is my daughter ready and how yeah. can like we prepare that generation yeah. for yeah. setting them up for for success yeah. But yeah. So I would definitely, I would definitely try to prepare my kids. I would definitely try to prepare other people's kids. And I've done that before of, you know, you may walk in and they might be telling you this, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. They're supposed to tell you that they're supposed to make you feel good. they're supposed <laughs> like, who, who tells you like, Hey, you might come here and not see the floor until three quarters of your sophomore year. Who wants to hear that, right? Mm -hmm. And then the way that it is now is before it was a penalty, right? You transfer, you lose a year. Now it's like you transfer, you can right away. So So is that can do you know about that rule? Because we were talking about that last time. I believe, I believe the transfer portal is different now. Like, yes, I know it happened during COVID, but I think I think there's certain circumstances that if you leave, you don't have to lose a year now. And it don't have to be for medical reasons. Just as I long as it's timed correctly. I don't think so. And, the, and then think about the transfer portal. And then the the men's side is like ridiculous. You have some coaches like coaching them during the, the handshake line at the end of the game. So <laughs> it's it's a it's a wild game. The men's a, side is it's a wild game. You have some players that have gone to three schools. Two in their in undergrad and then one for yeah, two in their undergrad and one for their graduate degree. Like the rules are the rules are different. Oh wow. Yeah. They found the loopholes. Yeah. I mean, especially more recently, specifically because of COVID, a lot of people got an extra year because of mm-hmm. COVID. So you see a lot more players who are in grad school, which I mean, shoot, that's a great deal if you ask if me. If I could have done it, listen, <laughs> let me have a let me have a master's degree from Fordham. You you wouldn't be able to tell me nothing. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. get the job. What is the salary? 
Oh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. But I think I think um, that's the thing you're afforded, right? You know, you put so much into it. You don't realize how much you you forget you forego a lot of opportunities in high school, right? Yeah. It's not just oh, yeah. it's not just college, right? And and that's yeah. what people don't get. They don't they don't get that. So I think yeah. for me and my approach, even with my career, I'm like, I've sacrificed a lot. You have to mm-hmm. come a little better. Like the compensation yeah. has to match. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, Abigail and I were just kind of debriefing what you were saying as you were moving, moving spots. And we liked the, the preparing, like rather than trying to basically preparing your daughter for any, just about any situation mm-hmm. rather than being super specific and finding the perfect place for that child, because um, as Abigail and I are very familiar with, and obviously you understand this concept as well, but things can change. You can go to, you can go to any school and it goes, and there's a certain group of people there. And then next thing you know, there's not a different group of people. Yeah. So even if you try your that best. That was my whole form career. Perfectly, yeah. That was my whole form career. Mine right, the head right. You, I mean, how All many assistant ass- coaches did you have? Kink, last count. Last yeah, I mean, count. I think it was couldn't a even, different Couldn't name them all. Every year. Couldn't name them all. Yeah. But every yeah. year was different assistants. I've only had yeah. the same. So you, you had the same head coach, but different assistants. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Correct. And that can change a whole vibe, you know? Yeah, it um, does. It so definitely does. I like, but I think I like. I think it's definitely like preparing the child. There is no perfect situation, and I think that, uh, for me, what's important too is you know, like in the in the times that we're in, uh, especially as a minority, right? You have two minorities. I work in diversity and inclusion now, right? A minority mm-hmm. is considered a person of color, and then the diverse group is also a female. So if mm-hmm. you are a minority and you are a female, you have two kind of things that are kind of putting you as like a diverse or, or the anomaly. Right. And there are going to be opportunities where you are, it's not always going to be the right situation, right? There's no perfect situation. What, what does perfect look like? What does ideal look like? You don't, you don't have that opportunity. So you kind of have to go in and Mm -hmm. kind of figure out and grow and get what you need out of it. One thing Mm -hmm. that I will say that, and prepared me for is kind of the real the real world right so I haven't changed jobs and all of that because my boss and I right um I'm there to do a job there to do do a job clearly communicate with me what you want so that I can get that task for you Mm -hmm. I'm also I've also been able to be given tasks and not have to be micromanaged you trust Mm -hmm. me enough to get the job done again the adventure one level coach could care less the professors could care less if you're attending every class and doing every assignment that's mm-hmm. on you boo boo do it or don't do it but the results are going to be yours and yours alone to stand with and I think that's how it is yeah. in the real world right you put you 100%. get what you put in and sometimes mm-hmm. what you put in might not be enough for that particular opportunity that particular space so um yeah. I would just yeah. prepare for that and that's what I look at for my kids yeah. and anybody that asks me to you know coach their kid develop their kid train their kid it's the same thing what do you want you have to want yeah. it i've yeah. been there i've been there and i've done that that's kennedy. yeah kennedy that's that's, that's the that's the future baller that you're preparing she's getting ready yeah. she's, um, she's communicating yeah um yeah i think you know i think that's so that's funny we're asking these questions but i don't know if you've thought about these abigail but i haven't but i'm collecting data from these people oh, like yeah we, yeah, oh, we yeah. Talk to, I, I think I've, the thing about it is like, that's all I think about. I think for, for like 
us group of athletes, I think life has also been different, right? Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have Kennedy. I, I got I got with my fiance when I was 25, I think, going on 26. Uh, so he was already a dad. He had, you know, had to have that responsibility, right? And so I was able to be guided into parenthood, right? Where, you know, mm. um, my eldest was, she was just, she was seven and she just was turning eight um, when, you know, I got introduced into her life. And so you have that of like, okay, what did they do? And, and, and we kind of talk about that all the time of mm. when you have a blended family, because that's kind of the day and age now you it's great mm-hmm. if you don't but a lot of families are blended right and so how do you give them both what they need right and so mm-hmm. I try to give Kiana her mom's still in her life I try to give Kiana as much as you know I can and in terms of what I've done and you know kind of teaching her with school like you have to do this school thing you know you have to be well balanced you have to be able to manage time I mm-hmm. can give you that experience because I've been there right? Mm. You have to practice it in high school. You have to, Mm. um, because depending on what school you go to, there's a big gap, right? I think college is a big gap in general. You can go to a prep school and even when you get to college, it's still a big adjustment, right? And so if you are not at the most prestigious school where academics was a a focal point, you have Mm -hmm. now a bigger gap, right? Mm -hmm. Depending Mm -hmm. on you've never been away from home before, right? Um, and so you have all of these things factoring in, you're trying to find yourself as an adult. And so there are different things that you give. And so I think for Kiana, she's kind of had that ideal, you know, child life where it's like very involved, keep you close. And for Kennedy, you know, she's my first, you know, biological, but I'm kind of like two and a half, like I'll let her fall and let her figure it out. Right. Cause I, I can't be there all the time. I want to see like how she developed so I want to I want to guide you but not hover right yeah. so I want to give you the tools and the resources and you be able to go out there I don't want you to be I don't want you to use the same roadmap I did yeah. I want you to do it yeah. differently. I yeah. don't want I don't want them to have to feel like oh well she played basketball in college she got her degree she got her master's she's working in this she's working in that she's making this type of money that's a lot of pressure right and kids mm-hmm. nowadays have enough pressure as it is I want to be a role model, but I don't want them to have to hold me to like where they're trying to hold themselves up to my pedestal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want you guys to be able to propel, but not have to use me as a measuring stick. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. that's certain things that I think of as well. I don't want to guide you until you know, don't do this because then you're always going to be like, well, what would my mother do? Yeah. What with this? And now they're hesitating. Now they're making mistakes because it's the same way in basketball, right? You, you can't, you can't think you're going to make a turnover and think it's not going to happen. It's going to happen. If you're like, I don't want to make a turnover. Yeah. 10 times, nine, nine and a half times out of 10, you're going to make that turnover. And I remember that's the difference. And that's the difference in senior year. You're kind of like, no, I'm playing. I'm going with the flow of it. It, I'm not worried about making the mistake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that same approach has to be done with life. You, yeah, you, you kind of have to let them go. You kind of have to let yeah. them, you know, figure it out, be tough, and, and yeah. go through it. They're gonna be all right. They're gonna, yeah. they're gonna be all right. No, I believe, I believe in that strategy, hundred And I love how you, you know, incorporated like, you know, you know yourself. You know, you're you're a tough chick, and you know, you can like get through tough situations. But I love how you also have 
empathy for people that you know what maybe they need a maybe they need a break like i never miss practice because i was having a bad day but you know what you were not having a bad day go home early you know do do what you need to do and i like that you can you know because people can really get caught up in their ways like oh this is what we did so you're gonna do the same thing it's like why you know if it it, doesn't mean it's just because it's always been done that way doesn't mean that's the proper way i'm I'm with doing things the right way and but obviously different things Right. But obviously when someone's underneath your management, you know, they're going to, they're going to get something out of it. Like I have no doubt mm-hmm. about that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so that's, so that's great. And you also touched on a few things, just like transitioning into college. I think that's a big point people miss. Um, like when you transition to college, forget the athlete part. Like you just said, you're on your own for the first time. You're away from home. You like, you know, your normal life growing up may have been someone else doing your laundry. Now yeah. all of a sudden you got to do your laundry. As simple yeah. as that sounds, yeah. that's something you have to like incorporate into your life and figure mm-hmm. it out. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, can't run out of drawers one day. You just realize, oh, I don't have none. You got to <laughs> right. prepare for that. You can't use right. the end of the right. deodorant and be like, oh, I have to go to practice, but I don't have any more deodorant. Like you, you can't do that. And I yeah. think my upbringing in my high school was definitely different. I played on um, the New England Crusaders where we played in New Hampshire. So after school on Fridays, I was getting on the Amtrak going up to New Hampshire and playing and then traveling. So my experience and how I approach things were a lot different, a lot, mm-hmm. like, a lot more, like, I guess I would say a lot more developed as a freshman. I worked. Were you traveling job. on your own? Yeah. So I was on, my, my mother had right. to work. That's my a big, that's work. a big, I mean, the fact that you just went off on your own and like handled yeah. your business like that, that's, right. you know. And you know, your, your, my mother had to be okay with that, right? I think, I don't think that's ever, ever okay. And you hear about the stories that have happened on, uh, you know, happening yeah. to athletes, men, women years later, and you know, you work yeah. as a parent, but, yeah. um, you know, you have to have the faith. I think my mom, my mom believing in my dream my mom believing in my work ethic right because i had to show right. her that so she's yeah. like if she really wants this and she's doing it no one's driving kiara to practice no one's getting her up no one's making sure that's that her awesome. uniform is clean she's doing it so yeah. i have to be okay to let her let her do that right yeah and so that's yeah. that's the tough part yeah that's awesome that's awesome well wheezy man you you dropped some dimes on us today girl as you do PG, baby. PG Weezy is in the house. Thank you so much. This was really, it was really cool to like, also just as your friend, like listen to how you developed into, you know, taking our experience that we've had and making it better. Now you're Mm -hmm. educating, coaching a bunch of young women who are going to have an even amazing, more experience and more preparedness Mm -hmm. for, you know, what college basketball is and just life really because basketball is just preparing you for life really you can get it this sort you're better off a lot of things you you don't learn it teaches yeah. you a lot of life lessons for sure for sure well wheezy it's been a pleasure thank you so Always. much for your time well, well, uh, thank we'll you talk guys to you later for your patience in the transitions <laughs> no i love that love that love that a couple of um, media timeouts yeah yeah there you go just it's the real time banter. come on that's all Right, back court banter. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, cool. Well, we'll catch you later, Weezy. Have a great one, you all. Bye. Bye.